You have reached Carolina Living Insurance, an independent insurance agency. Carolina Living Insurance, this is Jared speaking. How can I help you? Jared, it's Joey Gingola. Hey, Joey, how's it going? Good, how you doing, sir? Doing wonderful. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Gingola. Let's get into it. Yeah, I guess that's it, is that I've been in that box of grind out the auto home umbrella health and yeah, and struggle through not making the money. Yeah, things just got real. That was my buddy Jared Bellman, formerly of Carolina Living Insurance, now All Choice Insurance in Hendersonville, North Carolina. And okay, yep, yeah, this is this is a thing. This is a, a big thing, I would say, within the industry of the we're going to bang out the home and pray to the cross-sell gods or bang out the auto and pray to the cross-sell gods and just figuring out about lining up those policies and really just, uh, you know, then not having any sort of kind of a, a way out, a way home, if you will. And, you know, that's what Jared was kind of explaining is, is part of his, you know, early adventures in insurance of, of just, you know, grinding that out. And I think we have all had that time in our career where, you know, we, we thought if we just kept our head down long enough that, you know, we would wake up one day and, and we would have the book of business that we all were kind of promised when we got into the, the, the industry. And, and, um, yeah, I don't know that it necessarily works that way. Um, all that much, all that often. Of course, you can, you know, find your way accidentally in some cases into into success. But uh, again, I think it becomes increasingly more difficult to do that. As we're going to kind of get into in the show, talking about some of the challenges that, we, that you would potentially face, kind of dealing with this. And and again, Jared's going to kind of break down in a little bit more detail you know, exactly what some of that process looked like. And, and, and that's not to say that, um, you know, that's, this isn't a, a viable strategy because Jared was going for, again, the, the home, the auto, the, the umbrella, the, the health policy, the life policy. He wanted the whole deal. And I'm not saying that's not a bad thing. Um, it is, it is challenging to, to be you know, halfway decent at all of those things and, and, and be able to kind of keep up on it. Uh, and, but if that's your thing, then then I mean, and this is what I and I'm so I'm curious if there is anybody that that kind of has this nailed, and I, I'd be curious to know what Jared's situation looks like today. Um, is you know if you've got that nailed to where you think that you've seen it to where you just go bing bang boom like you just knock them down in a specific order you lead with the one you go to the, like it's like a game of like dominoes for you right you just it, it's you've seen it before you know how to set them up knock them down and and it is like clockwork um i'd be curious let me know joyatagentsination.com yeah why not i'd be curious to know some of the things that you think you figured out because again 
I know agents like to round the accounts out. I know there's that magic number of three that if you get the three policies, they're more likely to stay and all of this stuff. And, and I get all of that, right? But here's the thing. I've heard it so many different ways. I've seen it so many different ways that I think the only common denominator that, in my opinion, that is consistent is picking a direction and going all in on it, not looking back and understanding the, the, the metrics, the math, the margins needed to succeed. Because again, just blindly chasing whatever happens to show up that day doesn't, I don't think allow enough momentum to be created in any one direction to get traction. And that's, that sometimes is a challenge because when you're operating that environment, it becomes difficult because you end up paying for that access. One of the access point too is that because of the way I sell, I'm accessible. But because of that, I'm also there for every question and every... So I win here over the state farms and the farm bureaus and the bigger old guys because you're going to find me everywhere. My clients Snapchat me. They Instagram DM me. And you're not going to do that to a state farm agent, not the ones here. Yeah. You know, Farm Bureau, it's only been two years they allowed their agents to be on farm Facebook, and they're regulated. You know, So it's just one of those, like, laughable. And so because of that access point of me, that turn and burn of $60 here, $100 there, good and a good foundation, but you, you pay for it in the time you put into it. At this point, I almost don't even like talking about the directs because it's like shooting fish in the barrel. But I mean, it, well, we'll probably continue to shoot a few fish in the barrel every now and then. But for now, we'll save that for a little bit later. And yes, paying in the amount of act. So Jared's saying, you know, the problem that he runs into is, you know, one, you know, cool. He's everywhere. He's, he's on every platform. You can get him really, you know, whenever you want, wherever you want. He's going to communicate with you where you want to communicate. That's fantastic. But again... Um, it's setting. So here's the one thing I, I find interesting, and I'm not saying that you know we need to go r ridiculously crazy on this, but um, setting the guidelines as to you know what, basically what is offered and what is not offered at a certain commission level, right, of, of a certain premium level. And I, I understand service is a thing, and we want to be there in the time of need. But again, you know. It, and this is a slightly different business, so I don't want to. I don't want to say this is completely black and white, but I'm saying just kind of start here and then nuance your way back, if we will. This sounds fine. It, it, when you buy something from other industries and services, it's clearly defined as to you know what's included, and we're just kind of like happy that somebody came to our lemonade stand. We're like, yo, free refills. Let's go. Come back anytime you want, and you know, talk to us as long as you like. So it's like this this disconnect that we're, we're like, I guess, insecure is probably too strong of a word, but um, we're not confident enough in, in, in our little bullet list of service points that we would potentially offer to say, whoa, you get this, 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 and this. And then, you know, at some point it's got to stop. The ride's over. You got to get off. You got to go home sort of thing. And that's, it feels strong even talking and even saying it right now. It feels like I just kind of want to, I kind of want to bite my own tongue and wrap some duct, duct tape around my mouth. That's kind of what it feels like. But um, especially when we're dealing in the in the personal lines arena, especially when we're dealing with you know lower commissions, uh, again, I think we have some technology augmentation that could help in this. 
um, you know, chatbots, you know, quote, to bind situations, but we don't need to get necessarily get into that. It's another show for another day. Uh, but just the idea of, of if you're going to grind, then you have to kind of put a stop to the grind at some point and, and really clearly define what you will and will not do. It just can't just be, oh, I mean, you know, it's like saying I want to buy the basic cable package but have all the channels, right? That's like the most dated reference I think I've ever made. But that's kind of what we offer. I'm just saying. I'm just, I don't, I don't want, and, and I guess it's hard because that insecurity is bred out of the fact that most people have been trained on price. Oh, yeah, especially when every national player is playing price and you're playing advisor and they leave you because of price because that's what they've been trained to do. All right. Playing advisor, but we're still paid on price, right? Like we're not like there isn't an advice. Like, well, there is in some cases, but in a lot of cases, like we want to we're, 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 we're an advisor in our head. But again, just we're, we're getting paid a commission on that price. So it works both ways, actually, kind of weird. But here's the reason that I don't think there's a there's a couple. Actually, I didn't I didn't really expect to be at this point. Here I, I have another slight take on this. But while we're here, uh, let's just kind of explore this for a second. Um, again, back to the fact that we want to assume that we're an advisor, but we're really not charging any extra for that advisory fee, right? It's we're assuming or hoping that the the stuff that we have to you know ensure is going to cover the amount of advising that we need to do and that's generally not the case i mean certainly depends on wherever you know your commission levels are at all the whatever there's so many moving factors and i think some of this is i've actually scratched a nerve that i wasn't quite really ready to kind of discuss and it's interesting i'd be curious to know what you think because I, I feel like this might be this could be very decisive i feel like i hear the the pitchfork sharpening the torches being lit i'm not entirely sure um but that's it that's a curious curious kind of thought of 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 the of the idea of you know we hold ourselves up as the these advisors but you know in a lot of cases we're we're still again being paid on price and that's an interesting concept, but where I want to go with on, on price really. And I think, yes, you know, it is 50, you know, 15 minutes could save you 15%. It's uh, price is beaten into the insurance, uh, the, the personal lines insurance buying public. And I'm going to say that's, that's not a bad thing. Oh, hold on easy. Just, whoa. I don't know that it's a bad thing entirely because it's it's not so much price as, as it is value and you know you know i think jared says you know you're 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 working and selling them on the advisor role but they're going to leave you for price and this is where again back to some of the the misalignment that i think is happening in this overall we are an advisor we're, we're going to do this thing there's a certain level of, of value that is expected right um you know i would say I don't know. I'm just walk. I'm just walking out onto this ledge, very fresh with you guys here. So let's just let's just say, you know, price is a is an expectation, right? Like that that's that's become table stakes in a lot of other industries, uh, to where that's expected that you're going to have the best price, and then it's also can you deliver the most value? 
and I know this doesn't necessarily line up with the statement of we're still getting paid on price. And so these are the things that need to be worked out, obviously. And there's, there's a lot of different moving parts in every agency. Um, but again, the idea that I don't think it's bad, I don't think it's bad because it, it raises the level of, of, of our game to where we can't expect a person to overpay X amount, whatever percentage we can't expect that there isn't enough value in that advisory piece to say, well, yeah, but I told you about this one policy endorsement and that's worth $200 or whatever it is, right? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't know. But again, it's how do we deliver that value? How do we manage all of this stuff? Be that advisor, deliver on price, saying a lot of confusing things right now, but I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I don't. Um, I think it challenges us to, again, this, this comes back to market access, having uh, and being able to maintain and manage enough relationships to where the price is at least within a reasonable kind of ballpark that it's not an issue. It's, again, the value that you're getting. And most of the time, I think you can sell on that value to where you, you, you've been able to advise out of just a straight price sale. And again, I think it's a good thing. I think it's something that we should we should embrace. We shouldn't hide from. And, and I think it's that misalignment of the message that there's this maybe expectation that because we're this advisor versus the direct writer, the the captive State Farm guys or whatever, to where you know they only have one price, um, and and maybe that is the price of the day. I don't know, but it is something to consider. I think. That, that price is not always a bad thing. It just challenges us to make sure that we have enough value and that price gap isn't isn't so wide. And if it is, sometimes we just have to be okay with that, right? Because there is, again, there is no level of, you know, advising. And, and if you're, I guess, you know, if you're confident enough in that advisory game, you can't begrudge them. You know, I've, I've told many of people, listen, you know, if this is what it is and it's, it's this and I can't give it to you, then it's the best deal in town. You got to go take it, right? That's what's in their best interest. And, and, and that you know that, you know, that either may, A is going to make them stick with you or B come back to you as soon as they have the opportunity. And I've certainly had, I've had that happen with me before where, you know, I didn't actually have something to sell them or, you know, they, they had, to, you know, the price was, exponentially better that I just couldn't get or whatever. And then they came back this, the first opportunity that they had. And it's a, it's like an understanding, you know, it's like a, like a sports free agent thing situation. It's like, Hey, listen, you can't pay me this because this other team's just getting crazy with it. But you know, if there's an opportunity to work together again, you're the first person that they're going to call a lot of different and interesting thoughts. I had no idea where this was going to go. Kind of thought I did, but, um, got to, got to a slightly weird place, but just this idea of, of, of really understanding, you know, what we're worth, who we're, who we're going after and, 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 and aligning the value that, you know, not only that we provide, but what we expect them to pay for what they're getting is oftentimes not really part of the consideration process of not only from what you're going to do and approach from the sales perspective as an, as an agent, like what are you actually going to sell? And then ultimately the, the, the expectation on the end when it comes to time for renewal and the fact that, yeah, this, there's a pretty good chance that there might be a better price and that's not a bad thing. It's, can you be close enough? Are you paying close enough attention to the market? Do you need to go out and get somebody that is going to at least make it a tougher race? 
all huge things because no matter what, you just can't blindly grind and hope for the best. You really have to go out, prove the value, and make sure that price isn't going to be an issue for you or for them. spurts where just for really no reason you can't seem to understand English you know it's English you hear them talking but for some reason it just sounds like Swahili and then you start to think is this what it feels like to have a stroke am I dying I'm not sure what's happening and then you just you feel like an idiot because you you've asked them to repeat the same thing three times and they just were simply asking is this the way to the bathroom and you just couldn't understand that for whatever reason your ears stopped working you know, the room acoustics, who knows, just the tone of their voice, and then it's just this weird, awkward social situation. It's even worse, like, when you're meeting people for the first time. You know, if you're not careful, you just answer questions out of reflex, and you're just like, no, I've never practiced Taekwondo on a speeding train before. Why would you ask me that? At that point, you just basically, it's there, it's in the air, you have to own it. There's really nothing you can do, and then maybe even have to say, listen, I, I honestly, I can't understand any English right now, and then it just becomes an awkward mess. Speaking of awkward messes, I tell you what, I got something I want to ask you. I have to run something by you. I've been, I've been kicking this around lately. I don't, this might be a terrible idea, but I'm going to let you tell me how terrible of an idea it is. Um, just in an event to kind of produce a little bit more content. I've been thinking about uh, hopping on, like, possibly the Agency Nation Instagram, doing uh, a live kind of video for when I record these episodes of the podcast. I don't know if it's interesting or exciting. Um, I'm not sure that I'm really up for the amount of pressure of recording these in front of maybe five people live, but I think it might be fun. Hang out, maybe you know, do some questions after. Let me know what you think. Joey at agencynation.com. I was actually just maybe even going to do it. I don't know why I'm asking for permission. I should probably just do it. But I just want to run it by you, see if you had any thoughts. But, yo, Joey, please don't. Then it's just going to ruin the magic. Or, hey, Joey, please do. I'd like to spend some time and see you recording podcasts in a hood sweatshirt. Either way, I'm curious. Your thoughts. And uh, we'll see. Maybe I'll start doing it. Joey at agencynation.com.